Good morning. Good morning. Um, so today we want to talk about intergenerational trauma, being that there's a lot going on in the world right now. Um, so much, I think, internally, so many internal battles that are starting to surface externally, or we're starting to see the impact of that internal battle being magnified externally. Um, and so I thought intergenerational trauma would be a really good topic to talk about as we, yeah, as we see the world kind of going, it's kind of going crazy. Um, I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts, Pam? <laughs> uh, well, I have the um, trauma background from our program. And so it was definitely something I've spent a lot of time with, um, just educating myself on and then healing. Like I feel like I'm the intergenerational kind of curse breaker <laughs> in my bloodline. So years of dedicated ancestral healing. Um yeah, it's a fascinating topic and one that we definitely have plenty of material to cover. <laughs> um, but I think it's really, really important topic too, because um, like my aunt, we were having conversations at one point back early in this year. And I think like she, for the first time, was gaining a lot of awareness around uh, how exactly trauma plays out in these family systems and and whatnot. And, you know, um, being middle-aged or a little older, like it was a big impact, I think, for her. And it, and it showed me that like there are still generations of us that just don't have this kind of awareness. That's true. Yeah, it's kind of funny, too, because I think that like our generation, maybe some people in the past were kind of trying to break the chains of that intergenerational trauma. Um, and I think it's just even beyond a paradigm shift, right? It's more of like the shadow um, that gets maybe stuffed down um, and and not talked about. And I think we see this a lot, especially in the Western culture with, with our males, right? I feel like don't, you know, don't cry, be overly masculine. And it's kind of funny. I mean, this is just one of the narratives, not all the narratives, but that right there circulates not only in men, but women. And then they, and then society's wondering why women are overly masculine. Well, we live in a society that glorifies overly masculine people. So naturally we just want to take on, you know, maybe that energy, but, but it is traumatic because what it does is it shuts off some important things that we, we have as humans, which are emotions. Right. Um, and, and I feel like some of that is that because I feel like emotion taps us into love, taps us into our heart, allows us to deal with maybe the anger, all the, you know, maybe all of the, um, the stuff that's happened internally in the family. Um, and excuse me, if I do bring up some maybe triggering points for people, but mm -hmm. even in families, we have some pretty horrific acts that happen that get played out you know, one of them being rape. And I don't think people yeah. talk about that enough. You know what I mean? Because, no. because people wonder why the perpetrators the way they are. And I always go, well, who taught them? Yeah. Because then, you know what I mean? It goes back. So violence or alcoholism or whatever it is that you're breaking the chains of, um, for this intergenerational trauma, but it even goes back to tribes, to cultures, to, you know what I mean? So it's a narrative that is like, 
we could take it back to the beginning of like when man did his first quote unquote sin or did something that was totally um outside of the like the natural ebb and flow of of nature or maybe it was our internal nature i don't know um but when we started to do these acts of of violence or hurting people or whatever it was it triggered something in humanity and it has shook us to the core and i i kind of feel like it's led us up to wars right where people are are constantly battling against each other um but healing through that trauma is not easy no definitely that's not. like one of the hardest yeah like you say i'm here to break the the chains that's how i've always felt and mm -hmm. god if you're one of those people many blessings to you yeah. <laughs> trust me it's not fun no it's never no. Uh-uh. It's hard um, to be that one that's kind of paving the way or breaking the chains in the family and um, your family kind of doesn't want you to. Have you ever had that experience where they're just like mad at you because you're trying to heal? Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. Right? Well, that's the whole black sheep mentality. Oh. Yeah. I, I think I was more ignored um, mm. and kind of like after my divorce when I really – churned against well i mean i had walked away for catholic roots for a while um but definitely after my divorce turning to paganism um yeah just i have an aunt who's a jehovah's witness um and i love her i really truly do but it went against every belief system that you know she gained when she went into that religion and my thing was I remember when I was 12 and, and she converted over and I was always open-minded to religion. Um, and my father, because he grew up in a time when the nuns, right, were pretty violent um, to the school kids and he didn't, he spoke French as a boy. Um, so my dad dealt with abuse from that. And so he grew up and he ended up turning atheist, but I still followed like these Christian Catholic roots, um, very open-minded. And then it was just weird to me how, like, my dad would make jokes about my aunt being in a cult, you know, don't, you don't, because I enjoyed the community going to meetings and stuff, but my dad would be like, you won't get your birthdays or gifts, you're going to, don't join the cult, Pam, you know, and I'm like 12 years old, I'm just like, okay, I don't even know what that really means. Um, sure. But then it was like, later on, as an adult, it was like, I supported you and I loved you and I didn't care about like the family rifts that religion, you know, caused. Um, but here I am as an adult finding my space and my place and it's like evil witchcraft to you. And I just wish I could have been seen and heard in some ways rather than just label and distanced. Um, mm -hmm. So now it's like, I don't even feel like I am a part of a family unit. It's me and my kids. Um, mm. And I'm okay with that. You know, like my dad is passed on and I miss him, but um, any living relatives, like I don't have a close connection and I'm okay with that distance. And I think that's the thing. There's so much manipulation and control within family systems that even the people that are the, you know, the breakers of these patterns and cycles, um, there's so much guilt and shame and mm. loneliness that they just wow. suffer. They suffer rather than separate. The loneliness. Yeah, the suffering. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> sometimes you're like, isn't it just easier to be part of the family unit? And then it's just something inside of you that's like, nah, I can't, I, I just can't do it, right? I'm just not going to submit to this. And, and that's what makes it hard is because there's something internally, especially with the people that are out there, you know, breaking these chains and, and moving forward. Um, kudos to you, first of all, for taking, you know, having the courage to do it. Um, and secondly, um, you know, having that, like you said, that loneliness and that disconnection and being okay with it, you have to almost be okay with knowing that you may not have a close bond with your family um, yeah. and that people are just never going to get it, you know, or get you. Um, and it, it's almost like you have to separate yourself from the family. And there is, um, I'd read the stellar man. I think it was, um, which I need to get that book again and start reading, but it talked about the family unit being our enemy and not in a bad way, but in a way that you described where, you know, it's like they try to keep you in this box mm. um, and they want you in that box because they want the patterns to play out the same way. Cause that's comfort. Right. And, and yeah. it's like, anything outside of those patterns is discomfort. It's, it's not comfortable to change. It's not comfortable to have to re-switch the family unit and the patterns within. And that's, I mean, that's the key part, but again, it's not easy. And I think with, you know, with me, um, you know, it's funny because it's like religion is a big one for people. It's a big, uh, trigger point for a lot yeah, of people. Absolutely. I think it's, I mean, it's timely too, that you brought it up because of what's going on. You see what happens when you decide that you want to explore your spirituality and, and there's many religions that sort of help or guide the spirit to your divine purpose. Um, but some people think there's just one way of doing it. And, and because of that, it's caused a lot of these bigger, um, uncomfortable narratives. I mean, to the point of like, we're going to war right now over some uh, stuff like this. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and it's really just sad to me because I know I've been crying lately and I think about my upbringing, like I was raised Catholic. My mom too was hit by the nuns, yeah. which was supposed to be a safe place. And I think this is a lot of why people were turned against the, at least the, the church. Right. And, and what happened with, with the church, like, you know, these men had to not have sex and they had to be celibate and, you know, all of the stuff that happened with the Vatican and these priests and what they were doing to these kids. And, you know, it all got exposed, right. It all mm. came out. People were questioning, you know, why are they in this religion? Um, and I think that there was this huge break off from individuals, maybe like your mom's, my mom's age, your dad's age, I'm, I'm assuming. Um, and then trying to question, well, what is it? What is this connection I want to have to the divine? Mm. And, and then being ridiculed for doing that. I can tell you too, like I read tarot cards, right? And I remember was at my sister's it was my nephew's graduation party and I brought my tarot cards. My niece has tarot cards. She reads tarot, all that kind of stuff, but people don't really know what it is. And mm -hmm. in the, of course, Catholic religion, it's seen as evil and terrible, yeah. but they don't really understand what that process is, right? They don't even understand what, it, what the tarot is. They're not understanding it. Um, and then maybe they're frightened of it. I don't know what it is, but I do know that one of my aunts, <laughs> She just got very upset and she didn't say anything to me, 
but she was like, she, she left. And then I think she told my mom something, you know, like that she was uncomfortable by it. Um, and so there is this clash in this intergenerational trauma where we're trying to figure out what's right for us. I mean, if, if an institution is saying that they're holy and, and then they're over there, you know, hurting the children and then beating them. Right. Yeah. Um, which I feel is sexual tension. Excuse me. I'm sorry if people are Catholic and get upset with me, but it could be sexual tension. The nuns weren't having sex and neither were the priests. I mean, <laughs> it's a natural, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like the priests were doing terrible things and the nuns were beating the kids. I mean, they were frustrated. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe people, <laughs> I might go to, who knows what's going to happen to me. Per se. <laughs> but I think there was a sexual tension there. Like, I'm serious. Yeah. You know, it's a natural thing for us to do. And that's, again, historical trauma. My mom brings it up every time I talk to her. She talks about how the nun called her a liar. She didn't lie. I guess my uncle, this is the story, you guys, some entertainment. So my mom tells the story that my uncle, who was younger than her, forged my grandfather's name because he didn't go to class. And he, so he was ditching. Um, but the nun, he blamed my mom and said, no, she signed it. So my mom... <laughs> my mother ends up getting pulled in by this nun and the nun said you signed this for your brother didn't you and my mom's like no I didn't she goes you're a liar so she just straight up calls my mom a liar my mom's like I'm not lying and so she's like yes you are and I guess she smacked her with the ruler and I don't know it was basically tortured my mother for this thing she didn't do wow. and called my mom a liar um, and you know, it's like, then they have penance, right? It's like, you better go say 50 Hail Marys or I don't know what it was, you know? And my mom, after that, I think just left a sour taste in her mouth. She's like, you know, she eventually, um, separated herself from the Catholic church, um, yeah. and stuff like that. But, you know, she tells that story. Now my mom and dad were very good about letting me just kind of, well, I should say my mother was okay with me just kind of exploring my spirituality. So that was not necessarily an intergenerational trauma thing that I had to go through yeah. um, to find my way. But my mom kind of, I guess, was the way shower of like not going back to the church. I think she tried to and stuff like that. But but when you see it over time and then you wonder why these people are saying, no, I don't agree with this. So what is it? Well, you know, I was ridiculed by my family for kind of my journey um, and mocked. And that's, I mean, that's intergenerational trauma. They thought I was crazy. Yeah. I mean, they call me so many names. Okay, I'm Latina. I don't know if the viewers know this, but I am a Latina. And they were calling me white girl um, because they said, you know, the way I ate, the way they did me. <laughs> <laughs> they call me white girl. I know they were me. So whatever they did, all these hateful mean things, and uh -huh. and all I wanted to do was be healthy and get an education. <laughs> That's the privilege I have in this country. <laughs> Why has it got to be a white thing? You right. know what I mean. So, <laughs> but they they couldn't identify right, and so mm. they mocked me. Or when I was going through my transformational trainings. Um, it, they would just mock me. I'll read your comment in just a second. Don't think that I didn't see it. So, um, but you know, uh, I was taking these, uh, transformational trainings, right. And it's like love. And then if I'd get angry, they're like, aren't you just supposed to be about love? What happened? You know, and then they mock me with this stuff and I'm like, leave me alone. 
Like, I am just trying to figure out how to maneuver. And then later, so let's fast forward to now, they see all of the stuff that I've accomplished. Now they're listening to me. They're like, maybe we should listen to her. She's actually getting somewhere in life. Uh, That's funny. (laughs) I can relate to that. Uh-huh. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. No, because my daughter, um, Ray, she's going to be 24 in a week. Um, so this was when she was about 15, 16. I uh, had gotten the divorce and really dove into like the dark night of the soul and the spiritual awakening and all that process. And uh, I used to have, like we had talked in our last one about altered states of consciousness. And so I would have those moments, right? Where I would have all of this divine insight and reaching like realms of the universe I had never tapped into. And this was before my, like our program. So I didn't fully understand what I was having happening to me. And I would just get on this really high vibration of energy of excitement and joy and bliss. Um, And so I can remember like needing to like express this and have someone to talk to about it. And I'd go into her room and I would be like, Maya, I just like, you know, got in touch with this goddess and saw this or that. And she would just look at me, you know, that teenage face and be like, okay, Buddha. And like, that was her nickname for me. She, cause she just didn't get it. And so she would call me Buddha and guess what? On her 21st birthday, we had got matching Buddha tattoos on our inner ankles because my awakening caused her awakening. Exactly. Yeah. It's like it facilitates it, right? It's sort of, yeah. And I think what happened, someone had told me like when you pull the thread of that family unit, like if you pull a thread out of the pattern, it shakes the entire system. Oh, absolutely. It, it's a familial system, right? Mm-hmm. So it, and it's pretty crazy. And and then you got to be ready for the backlash. It's like, um, you know, I was talking to a friend the other day and, you know, she's going through what she's going through. And she was asking about, you know, spirituality. Like, I want to know this stuff. How do I know this stuff? You know, and I told her, look, you've got to be ready for it. Like, this is not honestly and then i tell people this all the time is i think going through you know this spiritual awakenings some kind of glory they want to glorify it as this beautiful thing and it's really not yeah, it's actually we and and you deal you have to deal with your intergenerational trauma yes. which is the heart one of the hardest things to face because now you're dealing with other characters you have to learn how to heal sort of the relationships that you have with these people who have been around you your entire life Mm. and your family right (laughs) your family it's the family unit that you have to deal with which is not trust me you think they're going to be all gung-ho and proud of you and just ready to just be supportive of your spiritual awakening and they are not um let's just say i don't i've never heard of a family who's like yay yeah (laughs) you know what i mean it's always like uh yeah they're they're the outcasts if they do say yay they're spiritual it's like they're just they're glorifying them to get the kudos for something they're not doing (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) but the reality is it's the hardest thing to go through um when you're found when you have to face that you know internal battle because it's that base programming of that base 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 beginning programming um, and then I don't know if the dude Sean is still on here. I, I think you might have got off, but it says I agree. School teachers are into that and hide behind professionalism. 
So, yeah, and, and I think that's a lot of it, right? It's like hiding behind these uh, shadows and narratives and stuff like that. Yeah, and masks that and, we wear for our roles. Yeah, totally. yeah, we just put on a mask, but that's what our family does, right? Also, it's like, don't tell people what's yeah. going on. And I think this was a, a very common thing. Um, oh, culturally, yeah. You had to hide. Look at all the women that had to hide abuse. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, you just, you just, you know, and then yeah. they made excuses and stuff like that. Well, you know, the trauma breaker doesn't make excuses and kind of exposes everything. And I think that's probably why it's so hard to face the family unit because, you know, then you're going to uncover everything, but you got to uncover your shit too. And that's part of the process, right? It's like, Hey, I've made some mistakes. I've done these things and you have to face it and heal it. But when you're doing that work, when you're healing your own internal battles, guess what? you're kind of, people are having, hello, Tillian, how are you? Um, you're having that, um, um, when you're having to face yourself, you're putting that on other people. In other words, they're feeling like, oh, now I have to be exposed and I don't want to be exposed. Are they're not ready to be exposed and they're not ready to heal those parts of those, their self. You know what I mean? They don't want to look at that. It's just, it, so it's, it's really, really hard. But when we see it, it's circulating now in the collective, which, you know, it's going to get magnified. The more that we don't do the internal work, the more that we're going to see war, the more that we're going to see these battles because it has to come out. Yeah. And it comes out as this crazy narrative, you know, of people, you know, bombing, like right now, I mean, it's going on right now. Like we are, probably headed for world war three i think that's kind of where it's headed um and why why did we have to be headed there mm. what happened right and and people can even talk about the different sides and this and that but it is intergenerational trauma that was oh, yeah. never dealt with properly it was not resolved there's an internal battle that's happening and it's showing up externally um, and now it's it's a war. It's a full on war between individuals, which is really, really sad, right, that we have yeah. to get there as humankind, you know, when, you know, it's the narratives are crazy, but there's intergenerational trauma yeah. in, in cultures, in religions. Yeah. Yep. It goes, there's so many layers, so many layers. And that's the thing I think is like the hardest battle is when you're kind of fighting this unknown, unseen um, energy. Because like you can look at your parents, your grandparents, siblings, children, but it goes back generations. Trauma is within the DNA and our cellular memory um for generations and it's passed down through like sperm and egg you know when we like have babies so it's it's insane um how much trauma is just picked up and then carried on and then it becomes this invisible like battle yeah and and it's the people who choose to work through it so i'm just gonna send prayers out to those who are like doing the work right like just mm, doing the work and the work by the work i mean working on yourself looking internally at those battles that you have inside you because that's really what it is it's an internal battle it and it's not fun and it's yeah. not easy and it's 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 you know like i was telling you going circling back to my friend 
was like, well, I don't know. And I said, you know, this is what I tell people when they're like, hey, I need support, right? People come to me all the time. What do I do? This, that, the other. I don't have the answers for people. Um, and I'm never going to be here to have answers for you. Your way is your way. And how you're going to go through it is how you're going to go through it, right? And that's what any spiritual guidance should, should be saying. You know, it's your way. But here's the deal. Are you ready for the battle? Because you've got to be, you've got to understand that when you commit yourself to this life, when you're like, hey, I want to be, I'm on the enlightened path or I'm on the path to serve humanity or, or live divine purpose or whatever it is, however you want to state it, that you've got to understand what you're asking for. Yeah. And I think most yeah. people don't really understand what they're asking for. You are going to totally shatter the very foundation that you've planted yourself on. You're going to be uprooted. Mm. You, you know what I mean? Because that environment that you're in was toxic for you. But you have to you have to be able to be ready to uproot and to and to take those roots and replant them. Yeah. That is not an easy thing. Think about what happens to a plant when you repot it. It goes into shock. You know what I mean? And you have to be very careful about the soil and you have to nurture it in this new this new um, soil for mm -hmm. it. To, otherwise, it'll die. You got to understand that you literally will go through an ego death. Absolutely. And, you, and that is not it's not fun. So I told my friend, I said, look, if this is something you want, you better know what you're asking for. Yeah. You better be ready because I personally, that's the thing. I think people are like, hey, come to my seminar. You're going to be enlightened and this and that and the other. We're going to do all this work. And then and then they leave you to do the work, not maybe giving you that disclaimer that like, are you ready to face this shit? <laughs> right. Are you, are you truly like, you need to sign a contract that says you're ready to face yourself. Not with me, but with yourself, right? A contract that says, yeah, I'm ready. I'm all in. Yeah. <clears throat> that I mean, because if you don't, you know, <laughs> you got to understand that you've got to agree to that. Right. It and the other, your, oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, as I say, the other side of that is like our sole purpose, right? Like the soul that decides consciously, like it wants this lifetime to do this, especially where I feel like um we're in this paradigm shift right that age of aquarius 3d 5d new earth like however you want to label it collectively we are shifting and so souls that are being incarnated have this mission and this purpose to evolve us and to shift us out of those old narratives and systems and so for the ego then to awaken to a soul purpose it can almost be like, hell no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> like, and it refuses. And that just builds up, I think, more like suffering within and more pressure because like you're, it's Jekyll and Hyde. It's the soul versus the ego. And it's like, well, this is what we signed up for. This is why we're born. So like, just because you're not consciously aware and you have some amnesia, <laughs> like I'm trying to awaken you to remember. And it is very unpleasant. Um, yes. So yeah. I think like you said, like I really, when I do readings for people and I see they're doing the work and the ancestral, you know, trauma think cards are coming up. I always, you know, ask them like, are you intentionally healing your bloodline? Like, are you, you know, cause maybe you're not, maybe you're just doing day-to-day -day life. And in that process, in the background, things are being healed and cleared. But for the people that are awake and aware and willingly diving into it, I'm always like, thank you, because we need more of that energy in the collective consciousness.
Oh, for sure. Yeah. Just now, I mean, my sister just sent me a message now that they're deploying troops to Israel. So you got to understand, like, this is the the narrative is going to magnify if we don't heal ourselves. And it, it's like there can't be there's not enough of us. There will never be enough of us saying this. Right. And it's funny because even in religion, like I, I love <laughs> my friends, like you pick a religion. I'm like, I don't have to. Right. Because. <laughs> At the core and the base of all religion, there's a narrative, um, not all, I won't say all, because that's not true. I think Satanism is, a ver is very different at the core, but I think in other religions, right, all religions that I feel are there to um, support humanity evolve into goodness, right, those religions, um, at the base of them, they have what we call inner work which is all about self-love and there are not enough people working on self-love at this point it, it, mm -hmm. it's just, if every single one of us was doing the internal work we would not be at war today mm. there would not be war and that's what jesus was saying that's what buddha was saying yeah you just go down the line from all these sages and prophets and messiahs and you know whatever however you label them if you read their underlying messages what they were saying is we have to learn to love ourselves, because then if we don't, we're pointing the finger externally mm -hmm. and then that causes this conflict. Right. But the war is not external. It's an internal battle. Yeah, yeah that shows and up externally. And it's and it's showing up now. And we can't I mean, I just can't stress it enough. Like the listeners, like you guys, please like work on that internal love. And it's not I know it's not easy. And, and I mean, really loving yourself unconditionally. That means loving the parts of you that you don't want to love. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that's hard. That's hard to do. It's not an easy task. Right. But we need more individuals doing this. Mm -hmm. We need more individuals teaching and showing the way of self-love because honestly, I don't like, I feel helpless. I can tell you this. I've been crying for days now because of this war and what's happening with humanity and and i know my sister it, it kind of ticked me off because my sister said you know a friend of mine came to me she's like i couldn't even believe what she was asking like who are you for like what side are you on and i got really upset by that comment because right now this is not a, a boxing match whose yeah. side are you on this these are all human life that's be that's being taken from something so terrible Right. Their, their, their lives are being taken kids on both sides. Yeah. So how can you say I have a side? I care about all humanity and I believe that humanity has the ability to heal, you know, but is it happening? No. I mean, I, I know I, I'm, I'm a realist. I face reality that the reality is, is we are at war. The reality is that people continue to go to war. The reality is, is that people don't learn their lesson and it's sad. It, mm. I mean, I just can't stop crying because it's, it's like, and then I got irritated because in the Western world, the privilege, right? The privilege yeah. that we have. And that's where I started thinking like, how privileged of this person to just say, oh, what side do you take? You're not going to be thinking that if you're in the middle of bombing and guns and, you know, like you're standing back talking about this as though it's like yeah it's like some boxing match let's put a bet on it or something mm. i mean i just can't it's 
I just can't with humanity sometimes. I'm like, I can't even believe these words coming out of people's mouth. Like, I cry because I'm like, yeah. thank you, God, because I'm not in the, the right now, at least at this very moment, I'm not in the way of the uh, of the war of the bombs, right? I'm not in the fire at this point. I'm in the spiritual fire. I can feel it spiritually, but I'm safe. Yeah. Yeah. What privilege do I have? You you know what I mean? And then I feel helpless because I don't know how to, to give back other than to maybe do these podcasts, to speak to people, to open up their hearts, to tell them like, hey, tap into your heart, learn to love yourself, learn to love your family, you know, love, I mean, love your neighbor, right? Like, Right now, there's not a whole lot of neighborly love going on in Israel and Palestine. And there yeah, hasn't been sure. for a very long time. There's no, there's not brotherhood there. Yeah. There, there's, there's conflict. There's, and it's intergenerational trauma that we see playing out. And it's not something, in, especially in the Western world, it's up to you guys. Like, I can't tell people what to do, obviously. And that's not my job. But, really think hard when you discuss this topic right the privilege that you have to be able to even discuss it those people are living in a state of fear right now they don't have time to discuss what side they're on they're trying to survive mm. that's that's right now they're just trying to survive <laughs> yeah definitely lucky to not and here we are with our privileged house yeah. and my coffee and my nice comfy robe you know what i mean and and i think we forget that we forget that we have these comforts and right now we are privileged right now you know they're sending troops over there from america right now i guess they just sent two thousand troops over which you know we're gonna go to world war three i really honestly feel that i think it's it's a, it's down the pipeline there's a lot of heavy energy happening and so all i know how to do is to work on my internal battle my internal com confliction and love myself and learn to love all humanity yeah absolutely all and the hard thing too is like how much profit you know, so governments and, and all of these like politicians and, you know, like where we have things in place where we could, we could bring peace. We could flip the narrative in a minute and find alternatives to bring peace. But you know what? That doesn't gain capital. Like, and that's what it comes down to is money. So governments are like, oh yeah, let's have more war. Like let's sell more guns and more missiles. Like, yeah. So it's a really shitty crappy system. And it's just like terror and fear and control and greed. And those things are what is hidden in the shadow because um, they don't want to call attention to how like this country is profiting or this person, you know, is profiting this, you know, Lockheed Martin or whatever is profiting. Um, you know what I mean? It is like, oh, they're the bad guy and they're the good guy. And just try and like you said, make it into this narrative to divide and separate and bring in more fear and more control. And like, that's a bigger narrative. I think we need to wake up and realize at the end of the day, we are all people that just want to feel safe and protected in our homes with our children or families or whatever. Um, so it is that internal battle that is then reflected in the external world and whether it's greed and manipulation and power or the control and the fear and the hatred, 
like all of these things just keep getting passed down and passed down because really everything is stemming from um the holocaust right when the holocaust ended and they're like okay let's find a safe place for the jews after everything that they've gone through and like they never got that they just kind of like okay we're gonna move you and give you land here that just caused more waves and and more you know chaos so realistically it's not like it's anything new we're just living on something that's been going for almost a hundred years now at what point are we just going to be like, these are people that have their own beliefs and these are people that have their own beliefs and I'm a person that has my own beliefs. And at the end of the day, like just freaking accept that and love that and let it go. Like we shouldn't even care. <laughs> like, well, here's the deal. If you think about the base of the religions, you yeah. know, it's not, a, it's not kill your neighbors and bomb them. And the funny thing is we're like the, the Abrahamic thing is like love each other, love yeah. each other, right? Learn to right. love each other, learn to accept your brother as he is, you know, and I think the best quote, like, I just love this quote. Um, there's some pretty profound stuff in the Bible that, you know, I'm like, yeah, I can get on board with that. Like, you know, forgive them for they know not what they do. That is like the biggest, like, to me, that explains all humanity because it's like, they think they know because they're going to say, well, let me let me go to war. Right. And let me occupy this land that is not land that we created. Right. It was a gift. Mm. Right. By God. But yeah. the, the problem is that we have these individuals are like, well, that was promised to us. That's supposed to be our space. Yeah, that's ours. And it's like, yeah, but no, because we've got to share. There's enough land for everybody, right? And that's the thing. It's this greed. It's the, like you said, it's the shadow that that comes out that I want more, that it's this, it's that. And yes, these individuals who've been through a lot, but so have the end of the Palestinians been through a lot. Everybody's been through hell. Right. We, we just you, keep you, doing it to each other. If you live on the planet, you're going through hell. Trust me. It's not easy. Nobody has it easy. Nobody escapes the suffering, which that's why I like Buddhism, right? Simple. Mm. There is suffering. We all go through it. Um, how we play out that suffering is what's important. How we how we look at that suffering, because yes, the Jews have suffered, but everybody has suffered too. You know what I mean? It's it's and that's exactly what you know jesus you could go to the bible it wasn't like yes we're just this one these only people no it's like humanity overall we all are going through it together and that's the thing that we forget is that we're all in it together that mm -hmm. nobody's escaping it you know what i mean both sides even out there where the war is happening both sides are suffering yeah and they're suffering probably the biggest suffering you can which is taking lives that are innocent. That, you know, that to me is like, whoa, like a child. So yeah. no child, you can't, every child, and even in the Bible. So you can go back to the Bible, like, you know, they are mine. Like these children are mine. God says the kids are his, but when you're blowing up kids on either side, he's not going to say, Hey, only this, these kids are important. Right. But, he, she, whatever you want to call it, whatever you call your, call God. Right. But it's like, it, that's not, think about it. They're children. They're innocent. They don't even know. Yeah. But yet they're the ones who are suffering at the hands of this. So I think, you know, for me, I think with what's going on, because I'm like, how can I contribute? You know, I don't want to get into the political 
um, conversations or rhetoric around it or who's what or who's who or whose side or all of that stuff. I mean, all I can do is say, go out and do the work, recognize your privilege. If you're, especially if you're like in America, cause right now, yes, the troops are going out. Now these families are facing suffering, whatever the troops that are out there who are going to go out there, um, you know, their families are gonna be suffering, you know, and it's gonna cause an upheaval here in, in America. So we're not gonna escape it. There's no way we're escaping it. But right now we, at this point in time, um, we are living in privilege right mm -hmm. now, but that privilege could be taken away really quickly too. Yeah. And then it's like, how are you going to act in the face of that? You know what I mean? You know, and it, it's not to, to spread fear, but it's like, how do you tap into your own personal love? If you think about Jesus's character, he looked at his enemies in the face and loved them anyway. How many people can really do that? I mean, mm -hmm. really, truly do that. You yeah. know, how could someone look at someone in the face who maybe has taken the life of their child? Yeah. And love them anyway. That's definitely I hard. Mean, point what does reach. that take? You know, what does that take? You know what I mean? Without having to retaliate and want to, and want to hurt them back. There's a show um that kind of depicts that humanity will never um there'll never be peace when with the human kind and it was um the i don't know if you saw the the um series it's called 300 have you ever seen it 300 i don't think so it's a pretty long series um 300 and you know it does go into those kind of narratives it's almost kind of funny but they end up on another planet right because they destroyed their planet so they go out to find another planet um i think radioactivity or something screwed up you know earth so they're mm -hmm. on this ship they created this ship whatever they get to this other planet and it's just it's crazy but there's only 300 and they're seeing if they can actually um um colonize a, a new planet but at the end of it it goes into this bigger narrative about like you know kind of like the angels right mm. or you know the higher levels of consciousness and they're like trying to see if humanity can stop going to war yeah and and they're finally like we're just going to eradicate humankind because you guys continue and my one was like no we can do it we can do it um you know, and I think that's been the narrative forever. It's like, will we ever be able to be at peace with each other? And I, I just don't know. I, I want, I believe in humanity. I believe we can do it, but I'm an optimist too. <laughs> I think we're evolving there. I just think it may take a few hundred years. <laughs> but then we repeat, what do you mean by women of consciousness? <laughs> um, so thanks for the question. Um, so yeah and we could uh, do you want to answer the question what do we mean by the by oh what, um what was the question it's a little off topic but it's a someone asked us what do we mean by women of consciousness um yeah so it's our our business women of consciousness consulting um and our we had gotten a master's degree in psychology in the area of consciousness and transformative studies um so yeah, I guess it's just kind of where we navigate from is a more 
self-aware and we're trying to spread that and bring healing and awareness for others. I don't know if that sums it up good enough, but. <laughs> oh, I teach consciousness by practicing self-awareness. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah exactly. That consciousness, yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. Consciousness is such a huge topic. Mm -hmm. um, I know we're getting a little off topic, but I like to answer our listeners. Um, consciousness itself, if you looked at it from, well, we'll take it in, into two ways, right? Consciousness for one, from a scientific perspective, um, is talking about how the mind works, right? And and so you have neuroscientists kind of looking at it from that perspective, but then you have the metaphysical piece. Mm -hmm. And we, we speak about it from the metaphysical perspective, which then is huge, right? It's a vast amount of, it's everything almost. Um, I feel like consciousness is just a way of saying alchemy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> personally, spiritual alchemy. That's me personally. That's probably not true for everybody, right? They wouldn't define it that way. But in consciousness studies itself, we do not have a definition, a definition that we agree on. So um, the metaphysical realm, even the neuroscience realm has not come up with a definition that we agree on. So it's really hard to say when you say, well, what do you mean by women of consciousness? Um, consciousness, I think for me personally, it does mean self-awareness, but it also means healing these deep um, unconscious shadow parts of ourselves and honoring them and then bringing them to the collective to be healed which is something that I'm very interested in um, as I get my PhD. And so I'll be getting my PhD in consciousness studies as well. So, um, but, but yes, it could be self-awareness. Um, consciousness um, can be um, altered um, yeah. states of consciousness, which we talked about the other day. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the structure of the so, universe. It's <laughs> how we're here in the physical yeah. real world. Yeah. But there's not a, there's not a definition that, um, we've agreed on in, in yeah. our practice. Um, so it can mean many things, but yeah, I think, um, it's great that you're teaching consciousness by self-awareness. I think that's the best way to do it because people, uh, lip service does no good. You've got to be the, the way shower mm. and we need more people like that. Yeah, we need more way showers. We need more individuals showing up to show the way to support the way to help people illuminate their own way. We we need that more than ever. Obviously, when we're going to war and almost headed for, you know, a third world war, there couldn't be more. We need more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Gandhi was the, the only one who was able to like stop a war using love, right? Um, they say it can't be done, but it was. And and so we do have an example of how it could be, but we don't have enough people standing in unity for that. Like, could you imagine, like, I don't know, I just got a visual. Could you imagine going out to Israel where the war is happening and just people that, that are just pure love don't are not going to fight grabbing hands and making a human circle and just holding love in that area and just grabbing hands. And it's like, Hey, if I don't want to say like a martyr, like you're going to go get blown up, which you might, you may die. Right. They may be like, no, <laughs> but just being like, I am not here to fight. I'm not here to mm. take sides. I'm here to stand for humanity and the love of humanity. And imagine just standing around holding hands yeah, I feel like a lot of the um, 60s activists, <laughs> they really had the guts and the integrity, um, the courage to stand up in those times. 
And we've kind yeah. of lost that. We just, we've lost that. We're just whatever. We get distracted. We get busy. Just worried it's not happening here. It's not affecting me. So just kind of, yeah. But that's it a problem. There's so much pain. And like for empaths, right? Like us, we feel it in the collective. We have to, as alchemists, right? We have to transmute it. Um, so, so it's hard. It's hard. We can't turn a blind eye. We can't numb out from that. Um, yeah. No. no. So yeah. So if you're doing that, I don't know how you do your work. Um, Nadia, is that how you say your name? Um, but continue doing your work. That's, yeah. I mean, awesome. that's, we need more people. Like, I wish we had a million people on here just listening and sharing the message. Like I, you know, I'm going to pray for that actually, that people rise up and just hold hands in love around mm -hmm. the war zone. Yeah. Start doing I meditation mean, circles. It's power meditation. It's yeah. Kind of just like, could you imagine a million people just locking hands in a circle around the war area mm. and just being like focusing on love? Mm. I mean, I don't know what would happen. Didn't they do that in like mm -hmm. the 80s or 90s around AIDS? They did like this hands across America or something where people... I don't know. No, I, I, was, I was a kid, so I don't really remember all of it, but I just kind of, <laughs> I don't I don't know. I just got that visual, mm. like, you know, just talking about it, thinking about it and saying, wow, like, wouldn't that be yeah. awesome, right. um, you know, to, to lock hands and, and hold yeah. space of love in an area that is not showing love right now. Right you know, it's neither, neither side. And now we're America's getting involved and now they're going out there with, you know, weapons to, to murder. There's no other way to say it than it's murder. They're going to kill because, you know, and they could say, well, we're protecting, you know, the thing is, is we have weaponry that maybe we should have never created as humans. Right. It, it yeah. did get created. And, and, we have these weapons that murder people. They kill people. I yeah. love, that's why I love Kung Fu. Okay, I'm going to go into my Kung Fu. <laughs> yeah, and um, the Kung Fu, what I love about the monks, the Shaolin monks, is that they did no harm, but they took no shit. Now, they did protect themselves if they were being attacked. Um, but but still, right, Um they were, if they were being attacked, they protected themselves, but they didn't have, um, guns and they didn't fight with guns. They didn't do that. You know what I mean? It was like one-on-one -on -one battle. Right. And, but they protected their home and they lived in peace. They didn't go out. They didn't want to conquer everything, you know? And then that was the big piece of it. So I think the Shaolin way has always, is probably the closest to the way I would live, um, which is young warrior. Mm -hmm. um, a young forest warrior is what Shaolin is, the, the Kung Fu, the Shaolin. Um, and that's what they did. They lived in the mountains. They lived, they actually lived in such a remote place. No one wanted to go to it, right? They lived in <laughs> Wudong Mountains. They lived in the mountains where you had to climb up. And you know what I mean? It was like, nobody wanted it anyway. Right. So they were just like, whatever, just leave us on our mountaintop. We're fine. Right. We're doing our thing, you know? That's why Machu um, Picchu was kind of saved and just grown over. <laughs> nobody wanted to climb up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, so, you know, but that's not what we have right now, right? And it is the yeah. reality is there is for the reality is that's yeah. kind of like how humans repeat themselves. And even if we found this peace, 
we would just repeat it all over again, I think. You yeah. know, I don't know that we learned. <laughs> but their souls, and that's that's another thing is like, you know, I know we're, we're talking about intergenerational trauma, but when you think about the souls that have maybe come to this place to um, heal, heal to, first of all, I don't know how you feel about this time in terms of intergenerational trauma. I know we talk about the twin flame scenario, um, which if you are a twin flame and you know that, um, you know, I think it's a big part of my work, right, um, is recognizing that we're here to heal the planet in, in some way. And the souls that are ready to um, hear that and understand that and work through that and find internal love and unconditional love for self and humankind, um, that that spiritual war is that it's not for naught. I think that those individuals that are ready for that are working on the things they need to, right? To to be able to transcend um, and to create a new world. We're, I mean, they talk about prophecy and part of it could be the prophecy. I mean, when you, I was listening to Revelations, like I do all this stuff to kind of mm. listen, to understand, right? To know. And, you know, when I was listening to Revelations, it's like, yeah, I mean, I think revelations can be played out in more than one way throughout humankind. Like you can listen to it and be like, yeah, that happened during this era. And that happened during this era. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's just a testament to like humans are not learning. They continue to cycle out these war patterns um, and, and totally forget love. But those who can love in the midst of a, a very, very trying time like this are the spiritual warriors we need right now. That's mm -hmm. just what we need. We we need those individuals to hold their place in love, to not sit around what side are you on and taking, you know, it's hard. It's hard. But mm -hmm. I just think of the whole entire collective narrative and how sad that an individual, a child has to fear for their life. Um, I couldn't I couldn't imagine going through that as a child. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And then there's that generational trauma, right? Because now it's genetically encoded and embodied within them. So they're going to pass it on through their genetics, as well as it is now conditioned within the neurological and the, um, the, oh gosh, the nervous system. And so it's now programmed in the fight or flight responses of the reptilian brain, which then get taught to their, you know, next generations. Um, and, and so, yeah, there's, that's why I was saying earlier, the, those layers and going back to even what you were saying about the whole revelations and consciousness, um, the way that I see it is right. We come from nothing but love, like the universe, the highest vibration in the universe is unconditional love. And that is what we split from. And I think like that's where you have all of these um, frequencies, right? Different frequencies um, on this spectrum from, you know, low vibration to high vibration. And so that plays out within like people. Um, and, and so it's like that good versus bad, you know, evil versus, you know, good or whatever. Um, 
but it's really this darker energy of subconscious of low vibration that has been separated from the love and source and feels you know alone in in whatever and is trying again with the twin flame it's unity right because it's that consciousness that is separated from the wholeness that's trying to get back to the oneness and in the process it's so far separate from love and acceptance that that's what shows up as bad and evil in the world. And yeah. Go ahead. Were you no, saying something? No, yeah. <laughs> you just keep going on and on. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I keep going. <laughs> well, the other thing though that we haven't really looked at is the other side of that because we are looking at the intergenerational trauma and more of the negative aspect, right? So that would be that lower vibration of energy. But there's also the other side, and it goes again to the collective shadow and the individual shadow, and that's the golden shadow. That's the light part that we deny and reject and hide. So it's all of the potential. And and so like when you think about your family system and when we think about collectively and culturally, there's so much that we haven't been able to tap into because there's been so much control on us. You know, there's dreams that have never been able to be lived Um and so we carry that with us as well, like all of the positive as well as the negative. So I think it's really looking at how to heal the negative aspects and then tap in and flourish into the potential. Um, and I think that can shift and change things as well, because now you're recognizing and you're living out on um, potential that was never able to come to fruition. Yeah, I think so. I think the focusing on, well, a couple of things, like I like that analogy of like the, or the visual of, you know, that we come from love separated and the further we get from that, the more we, we drop into these fear-based mm -hmm. um, levels of consciousness or unconscious or whatever you want to call it. Um, but, and then it gets magnified. Right. Um, so yeah, I think that that's, I, I like the idea, I like the visual of it, right. Thinking about it visually, I'm a visual person. So that yeah. really like, yeah, no, it's cool. It's, I, I agree with you. I think that's, it's like, if it was radiating and then the further out you get, it's like, even with the universe, like the, the further out you get from the sun, the colder it gets. But the reality is, is that's where we're headed in the cosmos. And that's like a whole other thing. <laughs> that. Some other like cosmology is a whole other, you know, it's beyond the human condition, yeah. right? There's like, mysteries like, we're never going to solve or know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Where they're just like, yeah. And and I think that that's, that's a cool thing to talk about. But I think with the human condition that we're talking about now, you know, especially in the midst of war and stuff like that. Um, but also I, I do agree with you and like, in terms of being able to accept the, like you said, the, the golden, what did you call it? The golden, golden shadow, the golden shadow where we are fully living in purpose is scary too. Yes. Because again, we just had to really break the chains of our programming to step into something new and it's this unknown space and it's scary because why well because are we even okay with receiving the blessings that we deserve that is that is a bigger like that's a bigger narrative it's scary to think about um hey i deserve this like the other day right receiving a gift from a friend 
and thinking I have to give something back. And, and I did anyway, because naturally I'm a, I'm a giver. I'm not, it's hard for me to receive. And those givers out there will understand this, completely understand this. It's uncomfortable to receive when you're a giver. And, and that's, but that's part of the ebb and flow of the universe that when you're opening yourself up to receive abundance, a lot of the beggar mentality is that, is that you become this uh, kind of, they, they say usually a doormat, right? Where you're giving, you're giving, you're giving, but you're becoming resentful because you're not getting anything back. But then when someone gives you something, you deny it, mm. <laughs> which is that that's that golden opportunity that you're talking about or, you know, the ability to receive the blessings for your purpose. That's another thing. Are you open to receiving? Because that's, that's another layer, right? It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, I've done all this work and now I'm separate. Now I have to receive. And then you're not going to receive the gift, which I almost didn't. Like I was kind of uncomfortable because my, you know, a friend of mine was like, Hey, I'll, I'll help you out this way. And I'm like, why? <laughs> like, what yeah. do you want in return? Like, that was my question. <laughs> you know, instead of just being like, well, this has to be a blessing from the universe. I was kind of like, no, I don't, I, I, I there's always something in it. And there is always something in it for the individual, but sometimes it's just, Hey, I have a good heart. I want to help you. Yeah. And that's it. It's not mm -hmm. like I want anything else. And I'm going like, and I've known this person for years. So I'm kind of, it should be comfortable receiving, but wasn't. And, and you know, his response to me is like, it's a blessing. Just receive it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's the universe talking to me. That's God talking to me. Yeah. Like that's, and that's intergenerational trauma, like always having to be a provider for myself, always having to be go, 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 always having to do all these things to protect myself, to make sure that I'm taken care of, you know, and receiving some, something from someone is like, I almost didn't know what to do. Mm. Like, because there wasn't like this stipulation, like pay for this and then this, but I just said, you know, I'll take you out to eat because at the end of the day, it is energy for energy. Yeah. I do want to support this person back. Didn't ask for it. But then I received the blessing, right? And I said, you're right. I'm receiving the blessing. Thank you for that. And now I pay it forward, right? Which I'm yeah. going to do anyway because that's how I work. <laughs> but, but but there are blessings that come too with, with when you do the work. And that is another challenge for some people is receiving that blessing and knowing they're worthy because worthiness yeah. is a big piece of it. What is your value? Yeah. Are you valuable? And you are valuable. You know, that's, if anything, you know, my listeners, our listeners, you guys are valuable. Mm -hmm. You guys are worthy. You guys are enough. Mm -hmm. You guys have the power to break your, the chains of this trauma that you've gone through. Mm -hmm. It's not easy. You might cry by yourself alone. I mean, I do it all the time. I'm constantly breaking down and crying. You yeah. know, and feeling like, what the hell, do, you know, hey, show me what I'm supposed to be doing. I want to give back. I want to serve. Yeah. You know, is it enough? And that's like the unworthy conversation. But you guys are enough. You guys are worthy. You guys, we need more people. I mean, please share this podcast. You know, we don't do this podcast. Our live podcasts are not like share it with the world because the world needs more individuals working on themselves, healing their intergenerational trauma, finding Absolutely. their way back to self-love. Yep. Learning how to love themselves unconditionally yep. so that they, so that when they're faced with these 
people who we feel are predators or people who feel like they want to take from us or beat us up or go to war with us, we can look them in the eye and love them anyway. That's not easy. No, definitely not. It's it's not. <laughs> it's the harder way to go. War is easy. You yeah. get a gun and start shooting things up. Yeah. It's crazy how forgiveness for ourselves or others is is a really hard thing to do. The ego just like clamps right down on that that pain and that discomfort and and then yeah. Um but like you said the potential like we self sabotage um by these energy blocks. And I will say because you were talking about empowerment and boundary setting and self-worth and value, like notice your stomach. If your solar plexus above your belly button, like if you're having anxiety and indigestion and bloating and like food issues, um, like work with your stomach because that's where those blocks are. And I see that all the time when I do for readings for people. And another thing that is coming up as a collective is that is the evolution of consciousness where it is trying to have us stand in our power and call back our empowerment and set really strong boundaries because that is self-love and so again just that collective energy that we share like work with your solar plexus and stand in your power and really yeah i mean in the heart is the self-love but your worth and your value is definitely gonna be at the center of your stomach the core of who you are yeah and you are worthy so i just you know i think you know as we wrap this up it's like just remember we're going through some really really crazy times and things are going to get crazier Mm. You know, systems are about to collapse and they, they have to. It's yeah. not to scare people, but it's to be real. Yep. It happens all the time. Rome fell. We, I mean, you just go with history, right? It's very yeah. easy to see. We know we're headed for this big fall. You yep. don't have to be afraid, but be prepared. You right. know, and how do you be prepared? I'm not saying go out and store all kinds of food. <laughs> you, you can if you want to. I'm saying be spiritually prepared. Because our minds and these untapped traumas that we haven't dealt with will surface during times of chaos like this and that's the mm -hmm. people who have done the spiritual work tend to move in places and ways that keep them safe and protected because they're coming from a place of love and yeah. and they can see clearer right yeah. so so it's heal that part of yourself work yeah. on healing that part of yourself um because we're going into some crazy times and you know who who's gonna win and i love this part of the bible and stuff like that too because it's always like the ones who are loving are gonna win the ones who continue to show love and kindness in the face of war in the face of all these things they're the winners um winners how not because they're winning but because they're doing the work necessary to heal they're doing the work necessary. They're doing the work necessary for the reason why they're here on the planet. We wouldn't have consciousness. And, you know, because I think about the human condition all the time and I'm like, why are we so over analytical about things? Why can't we just be, you know, it's because that's not the human mind. That's not that's not a human. We think about things from a different perspective. 
We overcomplicate things. That is part of our narrative. That is part of why, but why? And I think it's because our soul is teaching us something. We're, we're trying to evolve our soul. We're trying to, to um, help individuals who may be, may be trapped in this three-dimensional time space to transcend this space, mm-hmm. not to have to repeat the patterns and, and come back over and over and over again. You know, there's many ways to think about it. That's my narrative. I want to help individuals to evolve yeah. consciousness. Absolutely. To through the pain. To be able to look at the pain and recognize that that's not truly who you are. Maybe you're just a little too far away from love. Mm. Right? Like you said. Yeah. So how do we reapproach? How do we reapproach that love within ourselves and get a little bit closer? We need more love. There's enough war. Trust me, there's enough people out there fighting war right? battles. We need to balance the scales here, people. Please. Everything is fear and violence and control. So absolutely, I agree. We need more safety and security, um, just feeling protected and safe in our bodies and our homes and in our systems. <laughs> and yeah, but I agree with you that we are going through massive system shakeups. And that's what I loved about in school, looking at the spiral dynamics, when you start looking at this civilization or this time period, like all of the themes, like all the red flags or green flags, like are there in each one. Monetary systems collapse. Like we are, have been dealing with an integration of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency for a decade now. At some point, whether it's specifically that or it gets tweaked and that evolves, we will not have a paper monetary system. America will not be a world leader. And I truly see that happening in my lifetime. I really do, just because of Pluto. If anyone follows astrology and you know about Pluto, like I really truly believe we are at a very pivotal point of the foundation breaking apart. And people are going to like freak out. They're not going to know um, how to deal with their government systems and their countries um, as we continue to just go into chaos. But from that death and destruction does come rebirth. And that's what we need to look at. We need to allow these things to like kind of die and have their death and not be afraid uh, of death. And then look at like the rebirth process. What do we want to rise out of the ashes and really form and become? And as a civilization, like this isn't working for me. Like this nine to five, come home and numb out, like, you know, not feeling passion or purpose, just exhaustion and cog in a machine. That's not working for me. And I'm done. I'm done with that system. And I'm done with the game. I've done enough work as a master alchemist now. Like I have leveled up my own consciousness where I'm not, I am now going to infiltrate and plant my own damn seeds. And I am going to work from that level. If the Illuminati (laughs) and the sorcerers can do it, I'm going to do it as a damn empress magician. Like, (laughs) so like, that's what we need. Because, like, I can't be controlled by your fear. Like, I don't watch your news, okay? (laughs) Yeah, I agree. And that's kind of what we're trying to create here with Women of Consciousness is a community of individuals that are ready to create a new earth, right? That's the new earth, you know, the new new way of being. And that's, you know, (laughs) I know this goes into other things and stuff. And we could talk about systems and stuff like that, you know, the death, rebirth of systems. And it drives me bonkers. I was talking to my sister the other day. I was like, you know, 
people talk about systems collapsing all the time and they're so excited. Oh, the government, this, and I'm like, really, instead of being excited about taking those things down, what are you going to put in place of it? Mm -hmm. You can't just, just because then what's going to happen. Yeah. You're going to have, you're not going to have any structures or systems in place. So now is the time to be developing those structures and putting them in place so that when there is a collapse, you have some kind of a, a, a structure in place that you can say, here's how we're going to operate a little differently this time. And that's kind of thinking it's having foresight and prophecy, right? The prophecies of, of understanding what's to come and not yep. being afraid. Yep. And that's and why I love our goal and our vision of the school system coming like we both work or have worked in the public system and we know that doesn't work and through the university that you know we aligned with and all of the the beauty that kind of came through that it's like this this is how the educational system should be we should be learning more about our psychology and like oh gosh so i i agree like that's the vision for the future where we're going and while we're building it in the background and i think that's what more people do need to do whether it's vision boards meditations affirmations like this is where you can get in touch in your creativity like what kind of world do you want to leave for your great great grandchildren like how do you want to break the intergenerational trauma now of all of the darkness tap into your hidden potential the unexpressed and lived dreams of your ancestors and like how do we want to like create a golden era of unity and harmony and collaboration because whether the human ego wants to acknowledge it or be a part of it that's where consciousness of the universe is guiding us and taking us so you can drag your feet all you want or you can dance and i choose to dance with the universe yes that's what i do yeah let's dance ebb and flow with the universe and where it's taking us yeah. um so and and remembering that the challenges will show up along the way but you yeah. know there's there's support you know there's support Know Absolutely. what you're getting into as well before you just decide that this is the journey you want to take. Make sure you understand what you're asking for. Mm -hmm. um, healing the past. Um, and one last thing, because I know this is like, <laughs> this is a pretty long podcast. But we could still go on. Think, this topic isn't know, even like barely touched on. <laughs> I have so I much in the back of my mind. I I'm like, oh, I didn't get to this or that. But we'll have to do a part two. <laughs> I agree. We should. Um, part of it is looking at you know for those who are on a starting journey or even it doesn't matter where you are you know in your journey to self-love self you know unconditional love is what i'll call it um and spiritual awakening and consciousness evolution is starting with understanding your roots and and that's a good place to start go back to the suffering of your ancestors um, and figure out what happened and, and understand what happened in your narrative. Um, those, those are things that I've done, you know, to go back yep. to my roots and kind of, cause I never knew them before. Um, even when I was speaking about spiritual alchemy a long time ago, I had never really looked at it. Um, and it helped me to reconnect to my ancestors, which, it, which is beautiful because then yeah. we understand the trauma that they carried and what we're trying to heal. What yeah. is it truly that we're trying to heal? um it you know with the collective and and everybody has their own journey their own story like their ancestors story which is beautiful you should yeah. understand that narrative and that story honor, it's, it's honor so, their myth. Yeah, 
And let me tell you, girl, because the things will surface. Let me tell you that you did not know within the family that does happen, right? Especially yeah. with this DNA stuff. Okay. I'm just going to say that yeah. <laughs> and leave it there. People have kids they didn't know about or they did know about. And now the family knows about it. So it's just crazy, right? Yeah. Um, but those are traumas that needed to surface so that we can, we can do the work we need to do as our spiritual warriors, right? You guys are spiritual warriors, right? That you're showing up to the podcast, your spiritual warrior. That's what we're doing. We are uh, facing the demons within. We are looking at those demons that come to us and we're trying to slay them so that we can move forward and help um, the consciousness, the love to be ignited and to be seen by the collective. Right now, we're so um, ingrained in rage and fury and anger that we can't see love. That, that most people can't right now. I mean, it's going to get even more magnified. So you have to find the love within yourself and you have to be able to accept and face the, the lineage. So for those who are on your beginning journeys or have not done it yet, maybe you're far uh, along the path, but have never done this part of it. Go back. Remember your ancestors. Yeah. Remember the traumas that they've gone through, work through them, heal through them. Um, you know what I mean? And remember that we're here to support you. You can go onto our Facebook, uh, women of consciousness at women of consciousness on Facebook and also on Instagram. Yeah. And if you guys need to reach out to us, don't hesitate to do that. You know, right. we're real people. I was <laughs> thinking really the can. same thing, like women of consciousness consulting, Facebook and Instagram, like definitely reach out because we would love to support people and have conversations. Absolutely. Like that's what we're here for to educate and to help hold space. Yep, yep absolutely. So yeah. with that, my darlings, <laughs> please, please, please hold a space of love for those who are in the, the, the fire, the troops that are going out that now are going to be in the fire. Um, anybody who's drawn to that fire, um, that they find the healing that they need, you know, and that they're safe from harm's way. I mean, I, I don't know what else to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Except to maybe get a million trillion people to go stand in a circle and just like <laughs> we're done. Start, oh, you know, right. just like humming or something or doing some meditation practices around all of that in peace. But I don't, you know. <laughs> yeah. I think I would do that if I had enough people to go with me. One person ain't enough. Can tell you right. that. But uh, no. to start that, you know. You know, I pray for it. Maybe, maybe our prayers, maybe pray for that, 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 that we could have individuals who could do that. Perhaps. I don't know. People think I'm crazy. Right. No, I think it's possible if there wasn't so much division, like if we just came together, you know what I mean? Cause we've all are fed up. Like that's the thing at the end of the day, like we're all kind of fed up with how used and entrapped and enslaved we are to these governmental and monetary systems. Um, and yeah, like we need to rise up. We need to rise up and just, I want a freaking revolution. I'm not going to lie, like a worldwide revolution. <laughs> like speaker truth and, and, and there's a lot of pain in that but we yeah. have to make sure we have the structures in place to move yeah. forward too yeah so but i, I feel do like, agree yeah. <laughs> i feel like we do have some structures at least i know you and i <laughs> have some structures but i agree 
I think it's emerging because you're seeing, um, or at least I'm seeing a lot more of um, community, like people coming together for through healing medicines and, you know, men's circles, um, women's circles. Like, I, I, like, again, that's part of the consciousness of, of the universe that's evolving and saying, hey, this is where we're going. So we're feeling it. We're on that foundational break apart, build up. So just focus on, you know, what kind of dreams for the ancestors, right? I feel like for me, it's that business part. My dad would have loved to own a business, you know, a photography studio, and he never got to live out that dream. But here I am, like in the business world, living that out for my family. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, as you can see, there's so much we can go into. Um, I know. I think, I think <laughs> no, and I think we should just well, we can stay on this. I think as things are progressing um, with this war that's happening, um, yeah, I, I think we need to yeah. um, keep our eye on it and and continue to guide the listeners who are right. are working on self love through this trying time. Hang in there, right? Hang it's our there. light shining that dark. Try not to be swayed into the into the war because it'll it, it'll suck you in and then you before you know it you're at war with yourself and others because that's what this does it just it, it's it's I mean yeah we could go on forever about <laughs> what happened you know it's true right yeah because oh I know <laughs> the U.S. is about to go through some craziness too I mean think about it we have both right yeah. we have Jews and we have people yeah. Palestinians or whatever we have you know, Muslims and Christians and, you know, what is that going to do for the narrative here? You know, what kind yeah. of pressure the, is that going to cause? So, right. Cause the white, um, the white population is decreasing and we know it's going to be, you know, within years and whatnot, it's going to go into more of a mixed, um, my majority and yeah, even that in itself causes shakeups of blunts like white supremacists and <laughs> Like, so we're going to have things that are going to continue to arise here for sure. It might be calm for a minute, but there, there's stuff boiling under the surface, especially America just got hit with that eclipse. And then in six months in April, another eclipse is coming through America and it literally marks an X in the middle of the country. And eclipses are all about fate and destiny and shaking stuff up. Um, a year, a minute of totality. So we're looking at the next like three to five years that are unfolding. Yep. So be ready spiritually, yeah. protect yourself, all that kind of stuff. And remember, we're here to support um, you guys. Absolutely. So we'd love to so, hear or, stories or help people with their healing. So for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So we love you guys. Have a fantastic yeah. day. Thank we'll you. See you soon. Bye.